Welcome to Let's Talk Color. I'm Amy Wolf, Principal Designer at Amy Wolf Color and Design. And I'm Amy Crane, Founding Designer at Amy Crane Color. We're both professional color experts who specialize in architectural color. We met while training, and years later, the conversation is still going strong. We both live our lives immersed in color and design. We often agree, but sometimes we don't, because color is personal. Color truths, however, are universal. In each episode, we'll unravel the mystery of choosing color for your home or business, both inside and out. This is Amy Wolf, and Amy Crane and I are back with another episode. In this episode, we're going to talk about how we both got into the business of color consulting. One of the questions I get asked more often than any other is, how did I find this profession? How did color find me? So it's not an uninteresting story, and Amy and I also found each other along the same path, so we thought we would share a little bit of our background how we got started, what, a little bit about what we did before, and how the ensuing years have passed in the world of color consulting. So, Amy, what? why don't we, uh, you want to tell me what you did before this and how you found yourself here? Sure. Well, for most of my working life, I was a TV commercial producer. And like so many people in that aspect of film production, we were always, once you were past 35 maybe, we were always looking for what we called our exit strategy because it was really a brutal profession. Um, and, And my first idea was actually landscape design. And so I spent a number of years at the New York Botanical Garden in the Bronx studying landscape design, which you can do at your own pace. And I did after work while producing. And so six years later, I was halfway through the credits. And I thought, oh, I'll be quite old when this is when this is over. So why don't I just uh, amass this information and this knowledge of plants for my own good and think of something else. So years later, after I was a um, second homeowner here in Columbia County, um, I was on a TV commercial shoot in Montclair, New Jersey, which is really well known in the New York film market for having beautiful and varied housing stock. So we would shoot there all the time. And we were shooting a commercial at this gorgeous home owned by a couple. And when we took our lunch break, we all sat outside at catering. And I said to one of the homeowners, God, your house is gorgeous. The paint color is beautiful. The furnishings are beautiful. Your garden is beautiful. And she turned to me and she said, you know, there's a woman working locally who's a color consultant. You ought to think about that. And I thought, wow, why'd you say that? All I was doing was complimenting you. But we talked a little bit more and she said she doesn't know much about this person or her business, but she would drive past houses and see her sign out. And she imagined the woman had a very good career going. So I went home And I did some research and decided where I would study. So I started training for color consulting in around 2012 in San Diego with the International Association of Color Consultants and Designers, which is where I met you, Amy. (laughs) Um, But in fact, I had been helping friends and family choose paint color for Eon. So that's my start. How about you? 
Well, I had not been helping friends choose paint colors for eons. <laughs> One of my earliest paint color experiences was in my first home, and I, I picked a color, a nice warm neutral that ended up turning out to look like um, Band-Aid. I had light Band-Aid in the living room and dark Band-Aid in the dining room, <laughs> which was really awful. And a few years later, when I listed my house for sale, um, I, I, it, that, it was still there because I was paralyzed. So um, fast forward to um, new homes, uh, new life, and I was renovating my house. I was living in Sarasota at the time. And I knew from previous mistakes that I needed help with color. You know, I had always dabbled in arts and, uh, you know, um, avocationally, uh, in school and college and, and just as a hobbyist. So I knew enough to know that I could be dangerous with color. And I tried to find a professional color consultant to help me when I was renovating my house in Florida. And I was not able to find that person. Uh, they just, there wasn't anybody out there. And there were interior designers, but they offered a full-blown service. And I didn't really want to invest in that. I it just was more than I felt I needed. So without anybody around um, to help me, I started to research and I started to read and I started to experiment. And then I discovered the International Association of Color Consultants and decided to fly to San Diego to take my first um, training module. So I had not worked in the creative industry before. I have a degree in economics, and I had worked in sales and marketing in the electronics industry and in some light manufacturing um, earlier in my career. So I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was really just learning for myself, didn't have a plan to make a business, but you know how these things happen. You get a business card, then you decide someday you need a website, and things just organically grow from there. So uh, and that house in Florida was a great laboratory for me. It was where I had an opportunity to fully design a kitchen for the first time, redesign my bathroom, choose colors, pick tile, uh, make all those decisions. Um, so have you, have you had a laboratory like that? Would you say your current home is that for you, Amy? A place for you to like, experiment and, and watch your style evolve too? Yes. Absolutely true. I mean, there are some walls here, especially small ones that are uh, one in particular that is an accent wall. That is, is it your, so your easy TV wall? for even a paint. Um, I'm a terrible painter, but for even a, a terrible painter like me to redo. So I, I've done that wall about three times, maybe four. I love that wall. I totally love that wall. I mean, that's a hard wall to paint because you've chosen a dark color too. If you're you know, there's no there's no forgiveness in a dark color on an accent wall. <laughs> that is my TV wall. <laughs> it's true. But as you noted, and it's so true, is that because it's so dark, my dark TV kind of blends into it. So it's a great way when you have a small space, and it's a very small living room, and you do watch TV, you know, you don't have a den or a basement where you do that stuff. You have to entertain and watch TV in the same space. It's great to figure out a way to somehow make your TV go away a little bit. So the dark TV blends into the wall. But it was also a great place for me to learn firsthand about the effect of light on colors, because that wall faces eastern exposure. 
and my house gets morning eastern light. And so it was amazing just to see how the light hit the wall, moved down the wall. At one point, I had a C2 color called Mistral, I think. It was a like a dark periwinkle. It was a purpley blue, but quite dark. And the difference in how the difference in the color from how the light hit it, top to bottom, you know, shaded by a TV stand on the bottom, just a really dark blue like navy, and in other areas, almost like a bright periwinkle. So it was a great way uh, to learn that. And also the orientation of my house is such that um, I'm, I think I'm facing, I think, pretty much due west uh, and east behind me. And so end of day, you get to see how deep and orange the light is and how it affects all the colors, you know, even the ones on my walls, um, some of which are white, but any color. And um, it's really a great place for me to do my color consulting when I want to see you know, how different kind of light is going to affect colors. So, so definitely. And, and I also, I love what you said about evolution of style, because isn't that true, Amy? I mean, has your style changed over the years? Oh, yeah, it really has. You know, when I lived in Florida, um, you're talking about, you know, light and the, the light in Florida is strong. And I think a lot of traditional, uh, I did not do kind of a beachy Florida look. You know, I when I moved to Florida, I sort of brought my northern style with me. I used a lot of farrow and ball colors. I did a lot of rich, um, you know, interesting color colors. That was as I was learning and, and really in the nascent stage of my business. Once I moved up here to New England, so I found myself wanting to come home to, um, I guess, a more neutral surrounding, softer colors, less contrast, um, a little bit easier on the eye. So I've been in this house now for 13 years, and I've noticed um, how over the last couple of years, I think as we've moved out of a minimalist phase into a more maximalist phase, I am definitely moving with that trend and kind of craving more pattern, craving more color, going for, uh, you know, bolder contrasts and, um, you know, just have my style has sort of amped back up again. So it's been somewhat of an evolution, but also kind of cyclical. So um, yeah, that's, that's been interesting to watch. I think the, um, the, the venture towards more maximalist has happened to me as well. As you know, I've just purchased some wallpaper to put up in my dining room, which is uh, hopefully is not, it is not, it is not trendy at all, but it sure isn't minimalist. Um, you know, it's an Indian, Indian-influenced pattern of uh, maharajis and elephants and tigers and, <laughs> oh my God. What are your favorite kind of projects? And has that changed? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I think when I started in business, of course, my favorite kind of project was any project at all. <laughs> because... Anyone that would hire us, right? <laughs> when you're starting out in this business, of course, you know, it, it goes slowly, word of mouth, and, you know, it builds over time. And so in the beginning, you say yes to everybody. Um, I find that really my favorite projects are probably working. It's not so much the type of project as it is the type of client. I love a client who is really design savvy, and they're smart enough to know that they can use professional help to take their project over the finish line in a really good in a really good way, um, they can get maybe you know 
75, 85% of the way on their own. These people tend to be incredibly organized. Um, I'm just about to start working with a brand new client. Uh, we'll be meeting on Monday. And she has sent me um, a good number of photographs, all with notations, uh, floor plans, inspiration boards. Um, it's just It's just a pleasure to work with somebody who's really got their act together. When somebody you know, gets in touch or I start working with them and I ask them what they want and they say they don't really know. <laughs> and we're just working in a vacuum. And, and I think that's hard. So I've been doing some commercial projects lately as well. And they're really certainly a lot of fun. They're more challenging in ways, um, but the impact is greater. And um, I just got to pick a new awning fabric for one of our very popular local cafes. We're really judging up this place. Um, it was already smart and snappy and now it's going to be even better. And, and that's also really fun. Those big impact, you know, kind of public projects um, where you can make an impact on a streetscape or, you know, in the larger community. And how about you? What do you, what do you love? What, what ticks your box? Well, I, I'm in agreement. I mean, I've started doing more commercial recently, and I find the challenges of that completely different. Um, whereas I've been fortunate enough because these larger condo communities, I've been in touch with uh, one person who hires me. Sometimes they're on an architectural board, but sometimes it's been with a separate company that's sort of a construction management company. And this person is my liaison, and he deals with the client. So whatever kind of back and forth and group think and arguing within that might happen on a client side, when a whole group of people are making big decisions about color, has all been kept away from me. And I just hear back from the guy. And he says, great. Or, you know, the president thinks, you know, we should try a, a lighter choice or something really filtered. So that communication is very spare and streamlined. And, um, and so I'm actually left to um, generally with no uh, creative direction at all and I can do what I want, and I and I love that. But on the other hand, I agree with you that in a residential setting, having a client who does have a point of view is terrific. I also have been hired many times by people who say, we just don't know, and I, I assure them right away, like, don't feel bad, that's why I'm here. It's okay you don't know. We'll figure out what you like. But in terms of... Um, the whole experience, the work process, it is kind of great to be working with people who have a clear point of view about what they want to do. So um, yeah, that's, that's great. I think those clients, um, for those clients who don't have any idea what they want to do, um, I often fall back on my IACC training. For me, when people don't really know what kind of color they want to live with, I delve into the how do you want to feel conversation. Mm -hmm. That's where I really lean heavily into my IACC training about color psychology and the physiology of color, how color makes us feel both emotionally and physically. So that's kind of the way I steer around those kinds of, of jobs. Um, and that, that gives us another, a different kind of roadmap when the client doesn't have things, you know, really spelled out. So, right. How long right. have you how long have you been in business, Amy? 
Um, I started in, I built my website in 2012. So I started in 13. So it's nine years. Okay. And did you do you feel like you turned a certain corner at some point? I think I think it, it got easier along the way. I don't know if I can point to one sort of critical mass moment where suddenly tons more people knew who I was and I got more work and all. So I'm not sure if you're asking from the how your business grew standpoint or from your, your own confidence and ability to do the job standpoint. No, more more about the how the business grew because, I don't know, my hunch is you were always confident about this. <laughs> I've never seen anything you did, even right (laughs) from the very start, that wasn't like spot on. (laughs) Thank you, Amy. Uh, And Uh, I have to tell you people, anybody listening, you got to know when I get stuck on my own projects, you know who I call. (laughs) And same here. Oh, my God, same here. You know, Amy, I would have to say that because COVID put such um, an emphasis on uh, home design and how we all lived and everyone was was crammed with their family and and working and living in their space, um, you know, between home buying, home renovating and and everything. Uh, 2020, uh, once people started like, you know, coming out of the COVID coma, as it were, and uh, started getting into home home stuff, uh, 2020 became a really busy year for me and 2021 even better. So, yeah, as I said, I don't know if I if I if I see like a critical mass moment where oh my god, from this moment forward, my work tripled. But uh, there was a great increase over the last two years, uh, which will hopefully increase more. Um, because I, um, you know, as long as people can deal with waiting, not waiting lists per se, but availability that sometime is pushed out. Um, you know, for me, sometimes my, there was a point where my availability was pushed out a couple of months, which I lost a lot of clients that way. Because as you and I have talked about many times, Amy, there's still plenty of people who say, the painter's coming tomorrow. Can we do this? And for anyone who's <laughs> painter's coming tomorrow or next week, or even in two weeks, it's generally, it's generally way, way too soon to fit them in. So what about you? I got I got a I got a call this weekend. <laughs> And I was told the painters are here now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've had that. God bless them. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> really, God bless us. <laughs> so I started my business in 2006 in in Florida in Sarasota, as I mentioned, and uh, I was there for a couple of years, and then I moved up to New England built a house, had yet another um, laboratory, so to speak, another opportunity to build a house from the ground up and learned a ton about everything involved with building um, from that experience. And then after I recovered from that, I think I decided it was time to kind of turn the burner up and work a little harder on really growing the business. So that would have been... I don't know, 2011 or so. And I would say it took a couple more years for things to really gel and really, really fall into place to where this was, you know, full time work, Um, certainly full time work if I wanted it. And uh, so that was probably seven or eight years ago. And I think it was a combination of local networking, which I did a ton of. Um, I mean, I, I handled networking locally like a full-time job before the color consulting was a full-time job. 
Um, and then at a certain point, I realized I had two full-time jobs and I kind of went cold turkey on the networking and just let the business go from there. Um, so, and you know, it's it's been busy ever since. Like you, also 2020 was completely off the hook. Um, but it's interesting. Almost every year I have one or two really big projects that end up really keeping me quite busy. And then I sort of fill in with a lot of other stuff. And then I take a couple weeks off and catch my breath and then go back at it again. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, COVID has certainly changed things and made things a little tougher. I, I heard from somebody this week that they couldn't actually get paint from, from a local paint store. There was something, there was a base paint that was out of stock. Happened to me last week. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm painting a few different places in the house and I had to make some concessions, not big ones, but you know, if I wanted a whatever, Aura or Regal flat for a ceiling, it wasn't available. So I used something different. I needed Aura satin for trim. They didn't have it. I said, how about Regal pearl for trim? They didn't have it. They said, how about kitchen and bath satin for your trim? I said, I'll take it because they didn't have it. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I know. <laughs> That's incredible. Are you doing the painting yourself? Or are you hiring? You're hiring somebody in, right? I have people renovating my bathroom. They're doing more than my bathroom. Oh, that's right. Oh, my yeah. God. That's right. <laughs> so, Amy, um, do you have anything to say about starting a career in the sort of latter part of your life, like a, a, mid, a mid-life change uh, of careers? Uh, do you think your approach to starting the business or any aspect of doing the business is different because you started it as a, a middle-aged person? Are we allowed to talk about age? I've got more, I've got more than you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, my hair is grayer than yours. <laughs> Only because of a box. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I was a full-time mom when I started this business. So I have that, had that privilege of not having the pressure of um, having to earn a living and bring in the income. And I was able to um, grow my business slowly over time. You know, it's a luxury that not everybody has and I'm aware of that great fortune. Um, you know, as they often say, it's a good idea to keep your day job. So I kept my day job, which was raising my daughter, um, but I was able to, you know, slowly you know, move my way into uh, this. So I, I would say that's, if anything, you know, as a younger person, you know, I had to be pulling down a regular paycheck and I needed benefits. And so that's why I was in, you know, the corporate world. Um, I think one thing I will say about being a little bit older and a little bit wiser, and I think it's something that continues to evolve for me over 16 years, because I think I'm a different person now than I was 16 years ago, for sure. And that is that this is really, um, this is a people job. You know, I always say I, I'm doing color for people, not color for buildings. And, and, and so I think the, the ability to understand and empathize with our clients is what makes the work really possible, not just possible, but really elevates the work. Meaningful. It's, yeah, meaningful to, to really understand your people that you're working with and dig into their, their wants and their needs 
to be able to, you know, I always talk about unraveling a person's color story, you know, and helping them discover that part of themselves. And so I think that's something that I'm better at as a 58-year-old than I would have been certainly as a 28-year-old. So, yeah, how about, how, how about you? I mean, you know, I just, I, I, I think of you as being like, the master organizer, you know, with, my, no, really my, with your my house is such a mess. No, but with your last with your previous career iteration, yes. you know, yes, as a producer, like you could pull anything together if you could do that. That was I have to say, I mean, folks of us who come from film production, who go on to other things do say that it was the best training, training school in the world, because you know, there were so many pressures from, from different places in terms of time, schedule, budget, you know, dealing with millions of dollars on a commercial, moving 50 people sometimes to get to a location, and and the biggest of all, personalities and um, and egos, you know, you know, people who have, uh, <laughs> people who have client or director attached to their name come with a certain level of um, expectations that sometimes exceed their ex- exceed what what they should be and you know you have to learn it, it was a very I used to say that I was a um, a a mother I was a mother a general and a politician and and all of the economic stuff like dealing with seven million dollars worth of someone else's money was like Tertiary, you know, secondary, way back, because yeah. it was all about managing the people, the expectations and the pressures um, of the job. But I also think producing aside that just being this many decades later in your in your working world gives you, as you said, you know, the difference between knowledge and wisdom, you know, wisdom is wisdom is knowledge with time and experience and i think it helps in every way certainly dealing with people and dealing with pressures and um and and also starting a business from scratch starting you know starting at a career is one thing you've got to get your name out there and that's what i had to do as a freelance producer but when the situation is you're not only getting your name out there, you're teaching people that your profession even exists, adds a layer of complexity to making your business grow. And so I found that um, really challenging and interesting and wonderful. It didn't scare the hell out of me, which maybe also it would have at 28. But at the age I was, in my 50s, when I started, um, it was... Just like, yeah, challenge, okay, website, okay, you know, get some PR. It was all a really fun, in a way, part of the business. And uh, I'm grateful to, uh, to have gone through that. And it continues. Marketing is important. No matter what, you know, solopreneur, no matter what your business is, you've got to have an eye on marketing, don't you think? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I, I came from... In my corporate experience, I was working in sales and marketing, um, so I had some business chops from that, and I have a degree in economics, and I've always felt like I was a good balance of right brain, left brain, you know, a little creative, a little bit of, a little mathy, but not too mathy. Um, but I, come I say from the a lo- same. Yeah, I come yeah. from a long line of entrepreneurs, though. I think I have, um, it's a genetic disorder. <laughs> 
so to speak. But but I would agree with you. I you know when I got started and I would tell people at a chamber of commerce event that I was a color consultant, they'd step back and say, "Oh, do I look good in these colors?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people thought it was about clothing, and then I think you know. Prior to Pinterest and Instagram, I think there was also a big shift in the industry um, due to um, HGTV and so much decorating and renovating television. Um, So the advantage, I will say, of having to teach my community, you know, my business market that there is such a thing as a color consultant is that in the end, I turned out to be the only one here. (laughs) There are a few more there are a few more of us now in my in my little valley here. But certainly in the beginning, there was nobody else doing this. And so if you can get the word out, it's, uh, I felt lucky to be able to kind of corner the market in this, in this area. So um, yeah, that, that felt like a good thing. But yeah, I agree with you. I think social media has made a difference. I think just in general, everybody is more in tune to color, you know, than they were 16 years ago when I got started. You know, I think you're when right. everybody was just trying to pick the right beige. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> They're back. <laughs> yeah, I know. Beige is back. They're back. <laughs> anyway, so. So, Amy, why do you think people should hire a color consultant? You should hire a color consultant because doing so is cheaper than your first mistake, especially if you're hiring the painting out. If you blow one room and you have to have it redone, you know, you've covered the cost of a, of a consult. So I think that's, that's a very quantitative reason to hire professional help. I'd say the qualitative reason is um, really, I mean, it goes without saying that you're going to get better results with your colors, for sure. I mean, that's just, that goes without saying. But I think the qualitative reason also to hire somebody which is really why I was looking for someone was so that I could sleep at night, you know, so that I could stop looking at, you know, 300 color chips, you know, splashing paint all over the wall. You know, in my Florida renovation, I had splotches all over the wall. People thought it was like some kind of a contemporary art installation. (laughs) It was just me testing colors for four months. So, um, yeah. And, what do you think? I mean, I think it takes a, I think it takes the stress out of what's a very stressful endeavor for a lot of people. I think it's hard for people. I think they they labor over it. They worry about it. It really really stresses them out. I mean, that's one of the pleasures uh, at the end of most color consultants, at least with people who are communicative people, and everyone isn't. You know, you get thanked profusely, and um, I love that. Don't you? You know, it's like. It's like getting an applause. It's our applause. Yeah, it is fun to see that arc of um, the progression from the first phone call, which can sometimes be a little bit panicked or bewildered, into, you know, that settling down that that happens once the client knows that you're on the schedule. And then, yes, going through the process and for me, one of the most rewarding things is having somebody who was really suffering turn to me and say, that was fun. Yeah, great. You, you made this fun. I mean, like, wow. Because color, color should be fun. I agree. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be painful. We shouldn't have to suffer. You don't right. have to suffer. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. And on that note, 
Well, I hope this time you learned something about um, how the two of us became, how, why, and when the two of us became color consultants. Um, next time, I'm sure we'll be back to really um, enlightening and important information about specifying color. But until then, thanks for listening. Have a colorful week, month, <laughs> life. <laughs> and if you have any questions or you want to give us any feedback, please find us at letstalkpaintgeller.com and send us a little note. We'd love to hear from you. Take care. Bye.